love that song. I love that song. And the bit they always cry, and I've seen this video clip, I can't tell you how many times, where the girl that's deaf is dancing and she can't, <laughs> I cry every time, and she can't hear. So she has to go and put her hand onto the, the, um, the speaker to get the, the rhythm of the song. And I love that. And I love what this song evokes for me. I always love songs that ignite something in me that causes me internally to get, yes, I can do this. And this song, the words of it are remarkable. One of my favourite, favourite bits, and I've written the words down, is well, all of them really, but I, just that you can be the greatest, you can be the best, you can be King Kong banging on your chest. Like, I love Will I Am anyway, because I think he's one of the best lyricists I've ever kind of come across. Some hate him, some love him, but I think he's just a genius. And this song to me evokes something that will cause me to shift and to move. And it also reminds me a little bit about my relationship with God and my relationship with Jesus. And this is like a mantra of the things that I am and the things that I can do. See, it also talks about I can walk through hell with a smile. It says that in this song. And it kind of links me a little bit to what I think about what my God says about me. See, for me, it kicks me into thinking I'm created by God. I am more than a conqueror. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. I'm above and not below. I'm a beyond and not behind. I am a creature who is designed on this planet to be more and do more and accomplish more than I've ever thought. And this morning, as we gather as the church, as we celebrate Mother's Day, that is my heartbeat today for all of us, not just the mums. But mums, you do an incredible job and you do an incredible job day in and day out, selfless and dedicated and um, committed to causing your children to grow and shape into incredible children. And that's what God does for us. It's the same heartbeat. It's the same dedication, more so about what he does for our lives. So before we get into this morning, I'm going to pray and then we're going to get into some really cool stuff. Father, we come before you this morning and I thank you for the words of life that will bring forth from my mouth, from your heart today. I thank you that as we gather as your church today, that we have life-changing information that will permeate our minds and hearts and propel us forward into a future that is designed and orchestrated by you. You say in your word that our days are numbered by you. You have orchestrated that. Well, Father, I pray that this morning that we're not here by a coincidence, that we're not here because we had nothing else to do, that you have orchestrated us to be here and to gather and to hear your truth, that we are irrevocably changed, that there is something in our hearts that will be ignited because you are our God and you love us. Amen. So I was thinking about, like the last weeks or so, thinking about... Um, what God wanted me to say this morning, because I've got a lot to say, you see. And I kind of figured, let's not, let's not focus on what Louis wants to say. Let's kind of listen to what God wants to say. So the initial title was Becoming Myself. And it was good. It, you know, I thought, yeah, I can go with this. But as time kind of went on, it didn't really flow like I thought it was going to. The book's brilliant, by the way. And I probably will kind of chuck it into the mix at some point as we gather on Sundays. But God kind of got me thinking about something else and two things really stood out to me. And I'm going to go with it, all right? So the first thing is speak life. 
And the second thing is speak faith. They're the two things that I feel like our God is kind of wanting to fuel inject into Elevate Church. Speak life, speak faith. And that's what I'm going to do. So let's go for it. I'm going to start. So who has fears? You don't have to reveal them. I'm going to reveal some of mine. You don't have to reveal yours. Who experiences fears? Things in life that scare you a bit. Yeah? Okay. I definitely, absolutely, 100% do. And one of them is a very profound, very, well, was, I should qualify, was a very profound and very debilitating fear. I was freaking scared of flying. Like I'm talking, I could not breathe. I could not, I'd be like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I can't, like I vomit. I was going to pass out. I like, there was no way that I was ever going to get on an aircraft. Not happening this lifetime. Well, I marry a, ma- uh, a man called Mark Pomery, and he doesn't really ask you whether you want to go on a trip or not. The flight's booked and you're going. And I was like, what? Truly, this is what he did to me, people. It's disgusting. And so basically, I got, it was like, you know, we're going to blah. Oh, that's lovely. When? Oh, no, booked it. Ready to go. What? Yes. He did not realise that I had such a debilitating fear. You know, I was scared because there was no real reason for it to manifest because it was like, you know, I was never going to go, so it didn't matter. Well, thus begun the journey. Oh, my gosh. I remember there was one time I literally physically made myself sick with fear. Like, I was vomiting, freaking out about going on an aircraft. Like, I can't tell you. Like, I'd see double and stars and every scenario that could you ever imagine was going to happen on that flight at that time. And it didn't matter, like, you know, the, the airlock or whatever, the, the wheels were going to lock or this was going to happen or that was going to blow out or they were going to oh, turbulence, turbulence, turbulence. Like it was just every single thing that you could ever imagine was going to happen. I like oh, couldn't breathe. I'm sitting there. What, to the point, like, I ended up doing a flight in that state and it was only to Sydney. <laughs> so what's that, five hours? Probably, I don't know. Didn't even go international yet and I'm freaking out. So I came back and that was the most harrowing experience for Mark as well because I'm literally, he had nail marks in his forearm, like gripped to the point, like not quite drawing blood because my nails didn't make it the way through, but certainly underneath there was all that blood congealing and pulling. That's how bad. So I thought, okay, got off the flight, blah, blah, blah. Didn't really know what to do about it, but was like, oh God, what am I going to do? Anyway, forward a little bit and I went, ended up going to this conference. It was just in the course of life really. And there was this guy speaking, his name was Ashley Evans. And he was talking about building an atmosphere of faith. And I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever, you know, whatever, whatever. And whilst he was talking, something kind of twigged in me. And this thought of the whole fear of flying kind of popped into my head. And I kind of felt like I was self-talking to myself like, Louisa, you cannot let this stop you from life. You cannot let this. It seems like you're going to be traveling a little bit more. So you can't allow this to prevent you from doing life and going and doing stuff. So you've got to just get with it, girl. You've got to do something. So I'm like, okay, I'm self-talking, okay, well, what am I going to do? And it was almost like, he was speaking normally, but I felt like he was using a massive megaphone over my ears. And he started sharing about some of his experience. And I'm like, gripped. And so what he started talking about, now, I don't actually remember what he was actually saying, but I remember what he did. And he kind of got into this idea that um, basically he was quite fearful for some reason. And I can't remember what it was, but it was quite debilitating for him. And anyway, he's thinking to himself, well, rather than let that fear kind of percolate, I've got to do something that's going to cause faith to increase because faith 
and fear can't coexist in the same situation. You've got to either have one or the other. And he wanted faith to be higher in this equation than fear. So he decided what he was going to do, got his Bible, and he started researching all the scriptures, all the word, life-giving words in there that talked about faith. And he started putting them into practice rather. He started focusing on those. So I'm thinking, all right, well, I could give that a go. I mean, jeepers, it's better than going, Jesus, 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 quite loudly on an aircraft. And that is a true story. So it's better doing this than the Jesus freak on the aircraft. So I thought, let's try this. I'm willing to try anything. And and also, I really wanted to travel. Like, I really wanted to go and explore the globe. Like, I didn't want to kind of sit in my backseat doing nothing. So started this journey. So I kind of picked up a little bit on what he was talking about. And then I developed a little bit further myself. So what I did, went to my Bible and I started researching some scripture, some life-giving words, and I started picking the things. And the things that kind of really seemed to kind of gel with my situation, like really connected kind of, when I read them, I'm like, that's me. That's so me. So this is what I did. I found two. And I ended up getting a journal. And this is literally my journal from the time. And what I did is I wrote these two scriptures at the back of my journal, like this. And the front was other stuff, I'll show you later. And these two particular, and others came along along the way, but these two stood out for me. First one, God did not give me a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. And then the other one, in Philippians, The author writes this, and I love this, and I still use this one, both of them, but I love this one. Be anxious for nothing. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And this is the qualifier. First part, second part. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. Finally, three parts. I love three parts. Whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, and admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about those things. Well, there was my answer. What was I going to do? I'll tell you what I did. It was a long journey. It didn't happen in two weeks. It was like years. It was probably two, three years of really intense stuff. I would literally pray those every single day of my life. I ended up carrying this book in my bag, in my handbag. And whenever I started to freak out, until I learnt them from the top of my head, I would flick my book open and I would just recite them and speak and speak and speak. Because as the fear was debilitating, I wanted to counteract it with something positive that was going to squash the fear and increase the faith. And I kind of thought of this last night and I thought it was funny. But it was late at night, so it's probably not going to be funny. It's like building your faith muscle and getting rid of your fear fat. (laughs) I know, it's really not that funny, but I thought, oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) So anyway, but it gave me a good picture. So, you know, I kind of thought that's what I wanted to do. Increase my faith muscle, massage that more. How was I going to do that? I don't want to listen to the rubbish that was going on. I can't do it. I can't fly. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Jesus, why are you doing this to me? Oh my God, the turbulence, the turbulence, the aircraft, the pilot, does he know what he's doing? Oh my God, well, how the hell does this plane stay in the air? I know I did physics, but it doesn't make sense to me. Oh my God, what was that? What was that? I don't want to do that. 
I wanted to do, I did not get a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. He did not give me a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. Power, power, sound mind. He has given me a power and sound mind. And I would, like a mantra, like a crazy woman on the other spectrum. But I absolutely wanted that to be the loudest voice and not these ones to be the loudest voice. What did I do also? I would write in my journal and I would study so I would understand what I'm talking about. And my journal looked a little bit like this. So I would pick a scripture and I would write and I would just kind of, you know, research it. And sometimes in the crazy times, you'll see it. It's like I've got it on repetition. I've got the same line repeated over and over and over and you'll see it, black's better, like that. Because I was so scared of what I was going to do. Now, it might seem crazy, but it was real for me. And I wrote it and wrote the words over and over and over and over. And I've sometimes got pages of this. I would do it until there was a peace that descended upon me. Like there was like, I'm cool. Okay. Doesn't feel like it's completely dissipated in my life, but something has shifted and changed. And then what I ended up realising is I was feeling a storehouse of knowledge and information that I could draw from when those times happened. So eventually, I didn't have to do this kind of stuff, this intensely. It, eventually, it kind of, those words settled in my brain and they actually became the food that I thought on and I extracted from. So initially, when I was sitting on the plane, beginning with, I would be really discreet and I'd get my book and go, oh my God, okay, do not give me a spread of fear. Be anxious and nothing but in everything prayer. Okay, think of these good things. Okay, it's lovely out here. It's beautiful, isn't it? The skies. We're really close to you, God. Just put angels on the wings, please. Put angels on the wings. Okay, power, sound, mind. I can do this. I can. Do... That's what I did. And then eventually, I didn't have to bring my book, although it was in my bag for safekeeping. I didn't have to because it was in my brain. I had put it in my brain to extract when I needed it. My faith was built over a course of time, but I physically made it happen. And God incredibly did the miraculous because he confirms his word. When we speak truth, he confirms his word. He can do something with it because words are powerful in Jesus Christ. Faith comes from hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God and hearing it and hearing it. He did not give me a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Trust in the Lord your God. Trust in the Lord your God. He will make your path straight. The word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. It is truth. When truth permeates in our life, we can grab a hold onto that truth and acknowledge that that is what's going to bring us through the next season. See, this is this. See, yeah, so the scripture, if you want to think about it, is Romans 10, 17. Faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. The more you hear it, your faith is built. That's how faith is built. How do you get faith? Hear the word of God. Pray the word of God. Learn the word of God. Understand what he says. Get amongst it because that is the muscle that will grow. Faith muscle. Fear fat. Yucky. So. It happens across any ball, any place in our lives. For me, it was fear, but we can actually apply this principle to any area of our lives. If it's finances, we want breakthrough. We go to the Bible. We can use our smartphone or a physical copy of the Bible, but research 
What does God say about finances? I do not want to be in debt for the rest of my life. I am sick of it. How do I do this? Learn. Change a thinking. Put it in your brain and act it out in your future. That is what's going to be the, the determining factor in our lives. That's what's going to change things for us. You know, we have an opportunity to really make a difference in our worlds and in the people's worlds around us. We absolutely do. And the thing that I felt God really say to me from what we talk about today is get equipped. And what does getting equipped mean? Getting the word of God, life-changing stuff into our brains so we can access it in times of need, good or bad. When things are great, when things are great, great. Praise Jesus, you are amazing. I'm singing a new song because you are awesome. When things are bad, Lord, your mercy is on you every day, that you give me comfort and peace through this time and I understand that you're going to walk with me. He can do that, but we've got to put it in us and on us. A few weeks back, we talked about a topic called Ephesians, and that's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite books in the Bible because it does such a practical job at telling us how to equip ourselves. And do you know what? It talks about one particular thing that I will never forget as long as I live is the Bible is the sword of the Spirit. The sword of the Spirit are the words of God. The words of God are electrifying and illuminating our situation to bring about a change, to bring about something fresh and new. See, today we have an opportunity for our faith to grow, to increase. And I would love for us to be the kind of church that kicks over into what does God say about this first, not, though I love the show, the Big Bang Theory say about this. What does God say about this, not home and away? What does God say about this, not the, I can't even stand the show, two girls, one with the restaurant thing. I can't even, I don't even like it. That, no, 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 no. Yeah, they're fun. Ha, 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 ha. Great, great. And I'm all for fun. But it's not the truth. The truth is what the word of God says that we can act on and propel forward to move toward our future, not away from it. See, today, I believe as we gather as a church, that we're on a bit of a cusp about where things are going in our lives, personally and corporately, because I feel like God's wanting us to put on another jacket, a bigger jacket, a jacket that moves to the next season of our lives where we're starting to go, God, we are excited about where you've brought us, but you want to bring us into a next step, into a next season, into a next realm. And the way that's going to happen is all of us partnering together and pursuing the things of God together. How does that work? Get to know him through what he says and apply that and you see things electrify. I promise, I promise. I don't know all the answers. I really don't. But I do know that God is faithful, God is true, and God is incredibly for us and not against us. Thanks, Sam. Check to the screens. The Christian life is not a playground. It's a battleground. So today, I will give no place to fear or failure. I will not accept a trace of apathy in my attitude or actions. I will reject complacency and embrace the greatness that God has planted inside of me. I will waste no opportunity to glorify God and maximize everything he has entrusted to me. I will fight. My battle is not against flesh and blood, but against a spiritual enemy who opposes me. So I will draw the battle lines and face my enemy with a bold determination 
My enemy fights against me because he fears me. Every time I resist him, he must flee. And every time he reminds me of my past, I will remind him of his future. I will make no excuses, but through every obstacle I will find a way. I will not procrastinate my progress. I will not defer my destiny. I will not waver when I'm weak. I will not cower when my circumstances take a turn for the worse. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I will fight. Even if I lose the battle, I will win the war. Because I am more than a conqueror through him who loves me. I will reject the lies that echo in my mind, telling me that I don't have what it takes, that my best is behind me, or that humiliation awaits me. The devil is a liar, and my God always causes me to triumph. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord, I will fight. I'm unashamed to represent a kingdom that is unshakable. No one will be able to stand against God's plan for me all the days of my life. With my God, I will advance against every truth. With his help, I will scale every wall. Though my enemies surround me, my God surrounds my enemies. Though they may come at me one way, they will flee seven ways. Because no weapon formed against me will prosper. And every evil thing that rises against me, I will condemn, I will fight. My heart is steadfast. My purpose is immovable. I am always abounding in the work of the Lord. And my potential is unlimited because the limitless God lives within me. I will fight. The cross is before me. The world is behind me. I'll never turn back. I'll never give up. I'll never settle. I'll never stop short. I will press toward the mark for the prize that is already mine. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, neither height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation shall be able to separate me from my God. And if my God is for me, who can be against me? I will fight. fight.